Violence, Maggie said, fluffing the flowers, does not justify more violence. You said as much yourself just a few moments ago. A brief silence fell. Then, you're still interested, Daphne accused, delight dancing in her silver-gray eyes. Her face took on a dreamy expression, and she sighed again. It was so romantic the way he showed up at your wedding and everything. You need therapy, Maggie said, still fussing with the lilacs. It wasn't romantic, it was downright awful. She closed her eyes, and the memory of that day a decade before loomed in her mind in three distinct dimensions and glorious technicolor. She saw herself, clad in a simple white dress, standing beside Connor, her husband-to-be, on the gazebo steps. She smelled the lush, sweet scent of the pink roses in her bridal bouquet. She even heard the minister's voice again, as clearly as if he'd been standing right there in the guesthouse with her and Daphne. If anyone here can show just cause why these two should not be joined together in holy matrimony, let him speak now or forever hold his peace. Right on cue, J.T. squealed into the driveway behind the wheel of his rusted-out pickup truck, startling everyone, bride, groom, and guests alike. He jumped out of that old wreck, leaving the motor roaring, the door gaping, and the radio blaring a somebody-done-me-wrong song, and vaulted over the picket fence to storm right up the pedal-strewn strip of cloth serving as an aisle. His ebony hair glinted in the late spring sunshine, and he was wearing jeans, scuffed boots, and an old black T-shirt. Given the fact that he'd been the one to end their stormy relationship more than a year earlier, when they were both in Springwater for Christmas vacation, J.T. was the last person Maggie had expected to see, especially on her wedding day. Resplendent in lace and satin, Maggie watched, speechless, as J.T. strode up the aisle. Connor stood clench-fisted at her side. Stunned by J.T.'s rejection the previous Christmas, she'd given him a blue sweater and he'd handed back a broken heart. Maggie had begun dating Connor almost as soon as she got back to college. They had a lot in common, similar tastes in music and art, the same political and religious beliefs, and Connor was handsome and smart, with a brilliant career ahead of him. J.T., on the other hand, was hot-headed and often self-absorbed, with all the earmarks of a lifelong misfit. He'd been in trouble with the law more than once, and there was a vast, dark terrain inside him, a place closed to everyone else on earth, Maggie included. Passion, she suspected, was all she and J.T. had ever really had together. Great frenzied sex, followed by loud fights or sullen silences. Previously stunned into horrified immobility, the wedding guests rose of one accord from their rented folding chairs to murmur and stare, and Maggie's brothers, Simon and Wes, edged toward the intruder from either side. Simon, serving his medical residency at the same Chicago hospital where Connor would intern, was dark-haired and powerfully built, while Wes, a junior at Montana State, majoring in elementary education, had fair hair and blue eyes. Reese McCaffrey, the patriarch of the clan, rose to his feet as well, 
though the expression in his eyes as he gazed at J.T. was one of compassion, not anger. You can't do this, Maggie, J.T. rasped, as Simon and Wes closed in, handsome and grim in their tuxedos, each grasping one of his arms. He shook them all fiercely, his gaze a dark, furious fire that seared Maggie's heart and made her nerves leap beneath the surface of her skin. Damn it, you know it's wrong. She was unable to speak, for her breath had swirled up into the back of her throat, into an inner storm raging there, and her eyes were glazed with tears. J.T., Wes said quietly, reasonably. Wes, always the cool head, the peacemaker. Come on, buddy, you don't want to do this. Is he drunk? Connor rasped. He was a few years older than Maggie, with hazel eyes and light.